Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, where I come to you every week from my studio in Dallas, Texas. And this has been heavy on my mind lately. How does somebody know whether they're actually an entrepreneur? I mean, right, it's such a big word. Everybody's talking about the importance of being, entre- being an entrepreneur. It makes me crazy. If you have listened to the podcast a lot, you'll know a few episodes back, I had my friend R.J. Grimshaw on who believes in entrepreneurship and where someone working for a big company can actually have an entrepreneurial mindset underneath the umbrella of a big company. And I completely agree with that. But that is not the same as an entrepreneurial mindset and the true definition of what an entrepreneur is. So on today's episode, I want to show you my opinion of what the DNA of a true entrepreneur looks like. If you stick around to the end of this podcast, I'm actually going to show you um, and give you a gift, something that will help you see whether you are a true entrepreneur. So let's get into it. Here's why it's come to the forefront so much for me. There are two specific examples that have happened. Number one, Billy in our video production department came to me last week and basically said, dude, I've been listening to all your stuff and I'm an entrepreneur. I got to go do my own thing. Now, Billy's in the studio with me right now. So he's hearing this and he's probably like, oh man, I didn't think you were going to talk about that. But the reality is I sensed it in him. And he sensed it in himself too, and he couldn't hide from it anymore. And he basically came to me and said, look, man, I love working for you, but I got to do some of my own stuff, man. I got to put some of the stuff you've been telling me into play. And so we've struck a new deal for our relationship together in which Billy will do uh, his work here at Commercial Fleet and for the podcast and my personal brand, but he will also have the ability to fuel this inescapable entrepreneurial desire that he remembers he's had since a kid. Billy, is that about right? You remember it from very early days? And your dad used to tell you what? But he also tell you that he also used to tell you that you're going to be the man, right? Yeah, he told me I was going to be the man. What and What did he say? Yeah, what was his he words? Actually, he actually told me. He said, "One day you're going to go into an office and you're going to tell somebody exactly what you want to pay." <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's so crazy about it, man. I support that shit, man. I support that stuff in my office. People have come to me and asked me for a raise after they read, you need more money. And I'm like, good for you. Now, one person I said, the only problem is you got to go back and do your annual report. You must have skipped over that paragraph. Now go back and prove your value. And if you prove value in ROI, I will give you a raise, but don't just come on in and ask for it. You must miss that paragraph in the book. Billy didn't do that. And we struck a deal. The second thing that's happened to me recently is as I've really just become fascinated with Elon Musk. And it's, it's so fascinating what this guy did. If anyone's followed him, obviously we should all know who Elon Musk is, right? With solar, with Tesla and with SpaceX, go back a little bit further and you realize with PayPal. But last week when the uh, earnings came out for Tesla, the company lost $700 million in the first quarter. And Elon Musk was basically telling the analysts on the call how bored he was, how dry their questions were, how stiff the whole thing was. He was basically like, I don't care that I lost $700 million with Tesla. 
you guys are boring me to tears. And I was like, God, that is exactly what an entrepreneur feels like. And it's whether or not you can fuel that to stay an entrepreneur, or if you swallow hard and you end up not being that entrepreneur. And to Elon Musk's credit, he basically gave everybody on the call the finger and said, I'm doing it my way, period, end of story. I like that guy so much, I went out and bought a Tesla this weekend. So let's talk about it. You can make salespeople, you can make accountants, you can make doctors, and you can make uh, engineers. Through schooling, through skill development, you can make that. But I believe that true, hardcore entrepreneurs have it in their DNA. And so I want to go through some of the shapes and sizes, some of the personality traits that I've noticed in myself and in many other of the true entrepreneurs that I have been fortunate enough to meet and be around. Number one, they come in all shapes and sizes. They're often on the fence of this person has greatness in them or this person's a loser. I mean, it goes both ways. Great, incredible DNA-based entrepreneurs are very rarely the most liked person in the room or the group or class or on the team. They're kind of weird. They're oddball-y because they see things differently. So we, and I consider myself a true entrepreneur who actually I think got away from it for a little while because of raising a family and trying to get a struggling business going. I think I truly got away from my pure entrepreneurial spirit, although it's fully back. But we see the world differently than most people. And that causes some shrapnel. So here's what entrepreneurs, true DNA-based entrepreneurs are not like, in my opinion. Number one, in essence, you might say these are lies about DNA-based true entrepreneurs. They are not the life of the party. The greatest entrepreneurs that I know are somewhat socially awkward they're actually very uncomfortable in the environment in which they are the life of the party. So when you see that big gregarious person walk into the room and take it over and everybody says, oh, that guy's in business for himself, he's an entrepreneur. I'm telling you, most of the time, that guy's like the sales guy for the entrepreneur. That big gregarious, big bravado personality is often not the DNA of a true entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs, true entrepreneurs in general, are not focused. They're actually very sort of shiny ball moment kind of people. They're a little over here, they're a little over there. They're interested in a lot of different things. They're not really the most focused people. I've often found that they are not the most calm people. They're a little bit passive aggressive at times. And if you read stories of Steve Jobs or even Bill Gates, for example, they were very passive aggressive early in their careers. I mean, they were like loose cannons. They would explode on their teams. The people that were running through fire for them, they would push them so hard for greatness that they lost all sense of what decency was. Now, where do you not see that? You don't see that, say, in a Warren Buffett. I would not call Warren Buffett a true entrepreneur. And Warren Buffett wouldn't call himself a true entrepreneur. Warren Buffett hasn't really started much of anything. He's invested in people who have started. He's invested in entrepreneurs, but I would not call Warren Buffett a pure entrepreneur. 
That is not a slight on Warren Buffett, right? He's one of the richest men in the world. But that doesn't mean he's a pure, true entrepreneur. Number four, I think that there's a misconception that great DNA-based entrepreneurs are these wonderful communicators. Often they're not. And here's why. Because we think you should see it like we see it. And so we have a hard time unpacking the expertise. We have a hard time explaining it to people the way we want it done. And when you add that on top of a little bit of, of a, um, a passive-aggressive personality, it can make for a very, very volatile environment. And one last thing on what I think a lot of people think true entrepreneurs are, they think they're plotters, like they can just stay in the game all the time. It doesn't work like that. We're looking for new stuff all the time. Focus, plotting, staying the course is extremely difficult for entrepreneurs. True DNA-based entrepreneurs. Now, all great entrepreneurs also do some things radically different than other people. Number one, they very rarely spend any time thinking about the past. The past is indicative of very little. Even when you invest in the stock market, they tell you the past is not an indicator of future performance. The past doesn't tell you much. The greatest entrepreneurs I know don't spend much time in the present either. I've told you the story of that billionaire who started from nothing, who when I told him business was bad, had basically no interest in talking to me for the rest of the day. Dude, great entrepreneurs live in the future. We want to hear the excitement of what's going on. Great entrepreneurs must follow the nonconformist road. Man, there's a lot to unpack there. It means that time with the kids is sometimes a challenge. It means being an amazing, loving, great husband or wife or mother or father or son or daughter is sometimes very difficult for the true great DNA-based entrepreneurs. Great entrepreneurs must embrace different. They like different stuff. I like the oddball stuff. Someone once told me the greatest gift you can give your children are the people that you bring home for dinner. And I like bringing the funky people home to my house. I like bringing the weirdos. I don't want to bring the vanilla guy. I want to bring the funky ones. I want to bring the authors or the musicians or the, the freakazoid fitness people or people with funky, crazy stories of how they've traveled the world. That's the stuff that gets my juices going. Entrepreneurs, true DNA-based entrepreneurs are often outsiders, man. When I go to a party, I'm on the outside looking in always. When I look at my life, I, I look at my life through a, a lens that says I have always been on the outside looking in. And after all these years, I totally embrace that. In fact, I think it's such an amazing place where you can drop in when you need to be on the inside and then you can quickly extract yourself and be back on the outside. I think that gives you perspective. Entrepreneurs, DNA-based entrepreneurs love their alone time. We are very happy alone. Remember the old quote, I've said it many times, you're never alone if you love the person you're with. That completely holds up for a true entrepreneur. And then the last thing about true entrepreneurs, we live in a bit of sadness at times. In fact, a lot of the time there's a little bit of a sadness, this uncomfortableness, this who am I, where am I going, what's the next step, why am I not as happy as I should be?
I used to call it my constant state of pissed offness. And I'm trying to work on it a little bit, but, but the more I embrace the true entrepreneurial spirit, the more I realize that it's just part of it. Every true entrepreneur I know spends a lot of time unhappy. So I told you that I was going to give you a gift and one of the, and the gift I'm going to give you is the gift of the personality index. If you email me at mmonero at cffnationwide.com, tell me that you watch the podcast, that you listen to the podcast, that you've reviewed the podcast, and you ask me for a copy of the predictive index, Aaron in my office will send you a link to take the test. It's free. It will cost you nothing. I'll pay for it. And the results will tell you your top four personality traits. What are you like? Now, Predictive Index says that the results are 87% accurate. In my office, we believe they're 95% accurate. And I want to help you on this path to entrepreneurship so that you really don't get caught in the middle here of saying, well, I'm an entrepreneur, but you're really not an entrepreneur. You're an intrapreneur, or you should be working for another company. True entrepreneurs fall in the buckets and the personality traits that I gave you, and the predictive index might help you with that. So I want you to get it free of charge. It's my gift to you. Let's go through the rule again. You're going to email me, mmonero at cffnationwide.com. You're going to tell me, obviously, that you listened and you watched the podcast, and that you reviewed the podcast. I need the reviews. So you're going to review the podcast. And then you're going to ask me to send you the predictive index, the PI test. And Aaron in my office will send that. I'll forward the email to Aaron. Aaron will send you the um, test, the link to the test. You take the test. The whole thing takes five minutes, 10 minutes max. And then she will forward you the results. Okay? That's it, y'all. Don't get caught up in this mess of, am I a true entrepreneur or you're not a true entrepreneur? Figure it out. Spend time thinking about the traits of the entrepreneur. I gave it to you here on this podcast. I'll see you down the road. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how you need more money.